0: Welcome to Mel's Weekly Waffles. Now, this one um, is a couple of weeks of cover, so I'm terribly sorry that I missed last week. But we, in the last couple of weeks, have gone from sunny autumn into wild winter and back again. And just yesterday, it was back to 17 degrees again. And it's all really quite strange. Work has been frantic, and quite honestly, I've let All Fitness Sweep out the window in exchange for frantic, frazzled, extraordinary work hours, which is not ideal. Denis, well, it's a bit up and down. Just had to swap the drugs around because I was wondering if they're actually keeping me awake instead of helping me sleep, even though they're meant to be a sedative. Um, However, we'll see how that goes. Massage at work. Speaking of work, really hard work now. I'm trying to pass it on as much as I can to all my other staff, uh, but I do still have some clients that aren't willing really yet to swap over. Um, It really does seriously hurt my back and I fear that one day soon I might just actually have to stop altogether. I'm trying my best not to but that I think day might be coming quite soon. I still haven't heard anything from the hospital about an appointment, so I just have to keep on trucking on. Last weekend, that took the form of Hatches Hill. Now that's down at Sandy Point and it's a nice little walk of about 45 minutes an hour. The sign says 90 minutes. So the day it takes me that long, I'll see that as being a terrible day. Um, and it goes up and over a hill and there's a um, man-made trap that goes, winds through the bush and then up over the top of the hill and there's steps up and steps down and it's actually a short run for Mark who, does, who runs round it a few, uh, couple of times. Um, and if you go around it one way, it's okay-ish walk, and if you go around it the other way, it starts with all the steps, and it makes it quite a lot harder, and it comes back along the estuary, which is quite pleasant when the tide is in, however... Um. here is my little soundscape of the Hatches Hill walk. Now, it's not all of it. It's only a really short sort of one minute of it. But uh, hopefully you can hear all the different types of surfaces underfoot from um, ash path to woodlands to boardwalk and all the other things. See if you can hear them all. Now that last one was just at the bottom of A Flight of Steps. Hopefully you could hear the birds in the background there. So that was Hatcher's Hill. And like I say, I'm hoping that you managed to hear the boardwalk and the woodland and the ash path and all the other sort of things that were in there. It used to be a walk that I used to find uh, challenging but easy to complete. But now the easy part has gone out and it's now a challenge, I need both my walking poles Uh, But forward I must march and so I did it at my own little old pace whilst Mark ran around it a few times with one of my clients. I have to say that I did advertise that I was doing this walk and usually a bunch of clients join me but they did not this weekend. So I'm feeling pretty chuffed that even though it was quite hard work and I got upset at the end, I still did it and nobody else did on this particular day. So that's pretty good. Anyway, moving on, we have the story of hypochondriacat. Now... Deary me, what a blimmin' drama. This cat has been the bane of our lives right from the get-go. And this cat's been to the vet once before and it does the whole little Shrek cat, sad-eye type thing. Oh, worries me. And works on, it works on the humans that take it to the vet and the vet goes, Nope, there's nothing wrong with it. Now, bearing that in mind, that's the one visit this cat's had to the vet before. The cat hobbles in one day, sad wee eyes, usual melodrama. That she's shown us before oh limping limping pre, uh boy who cried wolf type story all that sort of thing she's got in a fight oh what is me well it worked on mark cat goes to the vet no nothing wrong with the cat it's just a scratch maybe on the pad or a paw but i can't see anything other than that it's not bleeding it's not inf- infected she doesn't need anything i'll just give you some painkillers off she trots and that's the end of that so mark's cursing the cat and i said see i told you and she's one day she's hopping, the next day she's not. We joked that the cat's got addicted to the painkillers, and uh, we kept on going with this until I'm almost out of the painkillers, and she seemed okay. Then suddenly, about a week and a half later, she comes in hopping again. Won't let us near this same poor bloody cat. Um, I ignored the cat. Look, the cat's doing the whole little story, uh, boy who cried wolf story again, and Mark's like, oh, the poor wee cat. Anyway, I ignored her for a few days and she kept up the limping this time, so I thought, hmm, maybe there's something in it. So I got hold of the cat and one paw feels warm, so damn, maybe the cat has actually got the damn thing infected. So back to the blooming vet. This time the vet says, yep, it's an infected bite and it's not the same as last time, so she's been in another fight. So she gets a full leg bandage, which if, if you see the picture, it looks like she's got a boxing glove on, and amoxicillin. blamin cat. So we're supposed to keep this bandage on for 24 hours and then take it off. And we did that. And the cat's paws pouring with blood. The cat's screaming and yelling, trying to bite me to get free. Mark managed to fashion the bandage back on. And yep, back to the vet. Vet looks at it. Nope, it's fine. It wasn't bleeding on that occasion. So off she trots. No charge. Bloody cat.